tracking food. I've always been on my fitness pal. I've done Weight Watchers. I've just done all these things. And um, he just kind of said, you know, let it go. Like, enjoy the gym, enjoy exercise, enjoy food in moderation. Welcome in to another edition of the Run the Race podcast, which you can find on WTVM.com slash podcast. All the previous uh, 94, 95 episodes, we're uh, closing in on the triple digits now. And I uh, hope you are uh, doing well as we close out the uh, first month of 2022. Hard to believe. And I got a question for you. So, you know, we work so hard sometimes, uh, you know, building up maybe our bodies, uh, trying to work out and get fit or lose weight and eat better. Or we build up, you know, our mental capacity, our knowledge. You know, we go to school for, you know, 15, 16 years or more and uh, read books and try to learn stuff through podcasts, that kind of thing. But do we work just as hard on our soul? Um, so th- our guest this week, they are uh, a married couple who uh, have, have owned a gym now for a full year, bought one during the pandemic. And they're also focused on spiritual fitness, not just physical fitness. So uh, they got a lot of cool things to uh, to say about both things. Uh, very involved in both aspects. So I like that. Well rounded. In fact, they recently said on Instagram they're thankful for the opportunities that the Lord has given them to reach others through fitness and faith, which is what the two things we talk about most here on this podcast. Which uh, you know, if you listen on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen, if you listen especially on Apple. If that's your choice on your iPhone with that purple app with the microphone. If you can go to the bottom of uh, that, you know, the Run the Race page, go there, go to the very bottom. There's a place where you can write a review, you know, five stars if you like it, and write a f- just a few quick sentences. That'll help us keep things going here so we can continue to provide, you know, inspiring, fun, entertaining con- content. And uh, you can hear me sing, which you'll be able to hear a little bit of that uh, later on in this podcast. Uh, a uh, Christian rapper who doesn't want that label, you want to hear me do a little of uh, the Jason Dennis rap. <laughs> for this podcast. But uh, before we wrap, I uh, wanted to introduce you uh, to a, uh, a, a couple that uh, I recently met in person. I've, I've known them a little bit through their uh, fitness ventures, Society Fitness, which they purchased about a year ago. So you're about to hear the stories from Matt and Tamara Garner. Uh, they were both born and raised in Phoenix City, Alabama, which if you don't know where that is, it's just across the river from Columbus, Georgia, which is just south of Atlanta. They both graduated from Central High School in East Alabama, involved in sports there, married now for two years with two sons, a sophomore in high school and a seventh grader, uh, who both of them involved in sports as well. Uh, Tamara has been teaching and coaching in high school for more than two decades now. Uh, started teaching at uh, their alma mater and then went to another high school and now has been teaching uh, at Glenwood. Uh, it's the Gators. It's a private school locally here. And uh, she used to coach cheerleaders. Uh, now for the past few years, she's been coaching cross country and track and has really loved it. Uh, so as for Matt, he has a business degree, spent a lot of his career in, you know, in franchising and cell phone business. And then about three years ago, he kind of moved, transitioned to the fitness industry, uh, started working at Max Fitness and personal training and gym management. And then God gave him the opportunity to open that door to buy Soul Society last year. And they say it truly has been uh, a blessing. They actually even host Bible study and small groups inside their gym. They talk about that, uh, building that community within the walls, not being afraid to talk about Jesus 
Jesus and and uh, kind of mix up the, you know the spiritual part along with the normal things you would expect at a gym uh, to get fit. You know, can be all all across the board, which is what we need. You know, it's it's one helps the other for sure. And we talk about uh, motivation to go to the gym because you know we're a month into the new year. Uh, some folks uh, maybe kind of have, have petered out from those those goals and they they don't have that motivation that they had the first two or three weeks that it was fresh. We have these new goals for the new year, right? They talk about uh, buying a gym in the middle of the COVID pandemic. They talk about uh, prayer and fasting, uh, spiritual fitness and discipline, uh, you know, how they and their kids as a family, they're involved in sports and, and how things work at Soul Society Fitness, along with how things work with them as coaches. So here's my conversation with uh, Matt and Tamara. All right, we have here in our studio now uh, Matt and Tamara Garner. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thanks for letting us be here. Yeah, yeah. no, first podcast, right? Being on one, right? Dreams coming true right here. <laughs> Very exciting. And you guys are the uh, co-owners at Society Fitness in Columbus, so we appreciate you being here. And, and you know, we are um, you know close to a month into the new year, 2022. A lot of folks make resolutions, make goals about um, you know, being fit, eating healthy, losing weight, that kind of thing. Um, so we're going to talk about, you know, uh, how to make those things stick. We're going to talk about how you guys bought this gym a month, I mean, a year ago in the middle of a COVID pandemic. Uh, you guys are also very, you know, um, into uh, uh, into Jesus. And yes. uh, t- so we want to talk about the, the spiritual fitness aspect of things and, and prayer and uh, your family being involved in sports, you guys coaching and your kids involved in sports. So lots of things to talk about today. But first, you know, want to talk about uh, the, the, the M word, motivation. How do we get people to, uh, how do I get myself to, you know, to go to the gym and make it consistent and make it stick? Not just that those first few weeks of January. So I'm going to tee you guys up. So as, as, as gym owners, uh, what do you guys think are some of the, the secrets of success for that? I, I, I personally think it's, it's the idea that you don't know what you don't know, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it's almost become habitual that January rolls around. It's like, all right, now it's time for me to get in shape. And, and we dive into it without uh, understanding that there's a really small percentage of people that have the knowledge, the discipline, the self-motivation, um, and, and, and really just the desire to go and do it on their own. Um, so that's why in, in this time of year we see so many people in the gym industry as a whole really come out strong in January and kind of dissipates pretty quickly, right? And it is a small percentage of people that say, all right, I know what I need to do. I know what I want to do and I know how to do it. And I can also internally motivate myself to do those things as well. Um, so I, I think that's, that's the core of why you see people come in. They don't see these results after three weeks, two months, whatever it may be. A lot of it's a knowledge factor. A lot of it's the idea that you're getting in there, you're consistent, but you're not necessarily able to push yourself to the levels you need to, to see those results. And, um, frustration sets in pretty quickly. Um, so it really has to, uh, you, you, you need help. You need support, whether it's friends, whether it's having trainers, whether it's going to a place like Soul Society where, where we have instructor led class-based, um, workouts and, and you've got that support there for you that really provides all of those things that you don't have internally, whether it's the knowledge or the motivation or accountability, whatever it may be. 
And Tamara, do you, do you see a difference, um, you know, men versus women in terms of motivation and uh, finding time to get to the gym and making that a, a habit? You know, I don't. I think everybody struggles with yeah. that. I don't. I don't think it's gender specific at all. Um, I think it personally for me, I have let go of making a resolution and instead trying to slowly change my lifestyle and I feel like a a resolution like you said it and you don't it doesn't happen and then you're already defeated and something that's already really hard enough to stick to anyway so for the past couple of years I have really talked more to students and athletes and just in general my friends and people about choosing a word of the year instead of a resolution and maybe the word should be motivation you know what's your motivation what's your why behind what you're trying to do instead of making these goals that you're probably not going to achieve and being defeated in that in a word one word of the year you can get up every day and try to do better at the one word you're not setting yourself up for failure yeah um so i i I would encourage people to do that you know pick a word and then find something in your life that you can apply that word to every single day. And that might be exercise. That might be your job. It might be your family. Um, but I do feel like society is such a great place because you get a whole lot of things that people need in a gym. Um, there's accountability. It's fun. You don't have to think about what you're doing. Somebody's telling you what to do. Um, you just show up, and we're there for you. You get a good workout, and then you leave. You don't have to plan that for yourself. And I do feel like that makes it easier for people to exercise. Yeah, and, and Matt, to that point, you know, it, when going to the gym, whether you know it's it's you're going for weights or for a class or for cardio, that kind of thing. And a lot of people, especially if they're not something that they haven't been doing for years. It's it's intimidating, right, to go because you just you, maybe you're, you're like I just don't know what I'm doing, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> if it's not something you've done or you've had experience at or or had any consistency with, uh, it can be an extremely intimidating place, regardless of the environment you're in. If it's a large, uh, you know, global type gym, um, you know, with with different types of classes, free weights. Uh, different cardio equipment, or if it's a small boutique like we have, it's intimidating because you go in, again, not knowing what you don't know, and you think that uh, you're an outsider, Uh, you're going to be judged. Um, And, you know, we hear a lot of times, um, really across the industry is, well, I can't do that until I get into shape. And, And it's just, it's a misnomer, right? Whether you're talking about society or CrossFit or just going to the gym in general, it's um, that's how you get in shape. Um, but, but yeah, that's definitely, there, there's a mental and emotional aspect to it for sure to where, uh, that has that, 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 uh, unknown can have a tremendous impact on you in those areas, which doesn't allow you to develop your physical self. Yeah. And speaking of that kind of mental aspect, I know you guys are passionate also about spiritual fitness and, and about how <clears throat> that can impact your physical and, and just how important that is to be well-rounded. You guys, you know, are involved in your church and uh, in, involved, I think, right now you're doing a prayer and fasting for, for several weeks. So, Tamara, tell me about uh, why that is a priority, you know, because you think that, okay, my, I'm focused on my physical, my, you know, losing my weight and being fit, but what is spiritual fitness that kind of correlates with that, too? I, um... 
I actually have changed my mindset a lot in the past couple of years. Um, I've probably spent the majority of my life. I love to exercise and work out. I know people think I'm crazy, um, <laughs> but it's a form of therapy for me. Sure. Um, I haven't always liked it for the right reasons. I have spent some of my life in that trying to lose weight, trying different diets. And I have really started my focus better on looking at my soul, um, you know, God looks at your heart, and I've spent a lot of my life trying to work on my appearance through diet and exercise and not working on my soul, and I, I think that that's just an, is important, and I think that when you do that, um, the Lord kind of helps you with your motivation being in the right place for the reason why you exercise. I mean, I've shared in our Bible study at our, our gym that Diet and exercise has been an idol in my life, and I, I don't want that to um, consume who I am. It's not who I am. I enjoy exercise, and I love to exercise, but I also know that I need to work on my soul just as much as I do my fitness, and um, that's really important to me to um, spread that because God has just changed my heart in that way. And I want others to see that too, that fitness just isn't just about what you weigh and what you look like and a six pack or muscles. Um, fitness is, is a mental therapy for a lot of people and can be, um, it doesn't have to be about what you, what you look like. And, um, I want more people to see that because I think that, um, you get better results when it's not, about what you look like, but maybe the way it makes you feel. Yeah. And, and the Bible even talks about, you know, our body is a temple and yes. taking care of that. And so, you know, I think sometimes you can look at workouts or, or kind of making yourself, your body better can be a witness as well, right? Of course. We, we talk a lot about that. So I just had a 12 week Bible study in our gym. Um, we started, we did a book, I did a book with about 20 women called Breaking Free of Body Shame. And that book talks a lot about that, like that your body is a temple. The Lord wants us to take care of our body. It's not bad to want to exercise and eat right and be healthy because when we do those things, we are a better version of ourselves. Um, but he also wants us to spend time with him and in prayer and be in community with other Christians. And that's just as important as exercising. And um, we talked a lot about um, what the Lord says about exercise and your body being a temple and um, really broke through a lot of strongholds in our in our lives. And we we talked a lot about that these things for women and for men. I mean, we both, this was a group of women, but I think men probably struggle with it too, um, about breaking free of, of those things in our lives and um, working on our soul. And then he, he gives you the other things when you're, when you're in right standing with him, I believe. Yeah. And people, you know, here, you know, they, obviously they go to a gym to work out and uh, whether a class or weights or whatever. Uh, but Matt, you know, Bible studies at gym, I mean, that's not necessarily something that happens everywhere. So tell me about, you know, the, the importance of, you know, being, you know, unafraid, doing something like that and how that plays a role. And, you know, because you're co-owners, so this is, this is your business. You can do whatever you want. So how, what's, what reaction do you get from folks about that? I think, you know, for the most part, everybody we've talked to really, you know, we hear really good things about it, right? And and you talk to people in the community that have heard about it. Um, it draws attention to us in a good way, you know, for, for the most part, as far as I can tell, right? But 
it, it was really important to us when when God led us to this opportunity to be the owners at Soul Society that <clears throat> everything about the model was great. The concept, the branding, uh, programming, all of those things were in place. Uh, but but we really wanted to create more of a community environment where people felt safe, they felt loved on, and the, and they felt like we understood that they were not only on a, a physical journey, which we're all on, whether we want to admit it or yeah. realize it or not, but uh, we're all on a spiritual, emotional, and mental journey as well. And us having the Bible study uh, is just an additional way to maybe draw people in, and we can we can share our experiences and what the Lord's done for us. Um, in a place where, you know, normally they may not come. You know, we open the Bible study up to everybody in the community. They don't have to be members at Society or have any intentions of joining Society. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a big space for us to be able to use. And uh, we wanted to leverage that to, to really just share the gospel and, and talk about what, what the Lord's done for us and, and what he can do for others. Yeah, and there's no requirement to, to be a Christian to join the gym, and there's no requirement to attend the Bible study. It's just like, okay, listen, we have these classes for fitness, we have uh, this Bible study, and you can choose to come to these things, you know? So Yeah, and, and we're, we understand that um, we have a belief system that, that you know, might everybody might not agree with, and, and there's not an overwhelming uh, sense of, of you know devotion to our our spiritual approach to life in the gym uh there there are some undertones there we have a verse of the week up on our our wall every week and um we talk about the fact that we have a bible study but there's no pressure or or uh, we don't inundate you know our our guests or our members with what our beliefs are but uh, we do encourage people yeah and tamara i know you guys i I see y'all post on social media sometimes about how you know, prayer and fasting, and, and that's a big part of the beginning of the year for folks, too. There's a lot of churches that do the 21 days, and, uh, you know, so uh, how do you see those two things playing a role with the, the mind, body, and soul in terms of kind of maybe refocusing or whatever you want to call it? Well, I think it's um, actually a better way to start the year than, than joining a gym, and I know we own a gym, and we'd love for you to come there, um, <laughs> but, you know, you you give your first to the Lord, and I feel like He sets you up um, for your year to be successful um, when you're in a in a right state of mind with with that. But our first um, prayer and fasting with with our church, we we've been a member at Church of the Highlands for a while, um, but we actually participated in prayer and fasting for the first time last January, and this was right before God put Soul Society like in our lives, we were already working on it, but nothing was a done deal. And I do feel like he, he gave it to us. And, um, so in that prayer and fasting, we were about to buy a gym and I feel like he just laid on my heart to let go of, you know, tracking food. I've always been on my fitness pal. I've done Weight Watchers. I've just done all these things. And, um, he just kind of said, you know, let it go. Like, enjoy the gym, enjoy exercise, enjoy food in moderation. And so in prayer and fasting is where I felt let, you know, led to, to let go of that, even though we were about to buy a gym. So it's really, really kind of crazy. And in prayer and fasting, I also, when we bought society, I told Matt, I was like, I just feel like we need to have a Bible study. Please. Can we do that there? Um, I think so many people, need that they might not realize it um, and they want that community and that connection and I just wanted to be able to have have a safe space where people could talk and we could 
learn about what God's word says for our lives and and not in a rules following rules but like in a relationship like a true relationship with him um so I thought I think prayer and fasting is a great way to draw closer to him deny your flesh of the things that control you and um and really listen to the Lord yeah I've done fasting in the past too it's kind of taking something away and kind of filling your body and your mind up with other things, with the Bible, the Word, and prayer, that kind of thing. And God has kind of delivered me from the the dieting as well because That's so awesome. because I, um, I I run marathons, and so they say you can't outwork a bad diet. Maybe unless you're training for marathons, yeah. <clears throat> then so it's for me it's great because I, you know, I wanted to figure out a way that I could eat what I want. And um, and still be healthy and not have to go on these yo-yo diets where you you, know, you lose twenty pounds and then you eventually gain it back and and so uh, now you know running forty to fifty miles a week it's like okay well I can just eat what I want right yeah that's right that's <laughs> me, right the sugar and the carbs that kind of thing <laughs> and she was talking Balance. about yeah exactly <laughs> uh, she was talking about uh, back in February first I think you guys bought Society Fitness uh, of twenty twenty one so about to come up on the one year anniversary and Matt tell me about you know okay so we're in the middle of this COVID nineteen pandemic. So at that time, we were probably a year in, right? And so it's still going on. And even now it is, unfortunately. So um, is it crazy or, or, or a good thing? Uh, you get a, you know, where you, you buy a new business right in the middle of this? Because I know it's, it's hard to, you know, get people to, I mean, maybe people are losing their jobs and aren't, they don't have that income they used to have. Yeah, I think if I look at it from a different perspective, it's absolutely crazy, right? Um, when we were going through the process and, you know, really evaluating the business and, and the potential of it um, and, and the fact that there was a pandemic going on, uh, you know, through prayer and, and discussions and really talking about how this could be good for us and, and, and how we could be good for it, um, you, you know, we... we we didn't consider the fact that there was a pandemic going on as much as right. you would think we, we did because just being in the situation we were and the opportunity we had, uh, God had brought us there. there. There's no other explanation for it. It really shouldn't have happened. So, um, you know, the really good thing is through, uh, you know, fitness relationships and, and working with certain people, we were able to help open multiple gyms post-COVID that had been shut down for a long time. And so I'd had experience doing that. Uh, as we purchase society, the interesting thing is we really don't know uh, a world without COVID as gym owners. Um, so you so know, there's no pre and, <laughs> pre and post for us. Yeah, there's just there's, post. You know, the, <laughs> the, exactly. The, the focus on sanitation and cleanliness and providing a safe environment for our employees and our members and our guests is it's the way things have been done since we bought it. And I think we've added a few things to that. Um so it's hard to answer that question because we really dove into it full of faith, uh, regardless of, of what was going on with the pandemic. We were sensitive to it and, and how our members and our potential members felt about it. But, um, but it didn't sway us one way or the other when we decided to purchase the business. And um, like I said, we, we don't know anything different. Uh, we're, we're not post-COVID yet as gym owners, and who knows that we ever will be, you know, so... Um, it, uh, it, it's been interesting to say the least. Uh, I, I do, I would like to know what, what being a gym owner without COVID is like. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like have you, have you guys found like, okay, obviously you, you've been through this for a year now as gym owners that like, you know, you see attendance kind of go up and down or is it, 
or maybe maybe the pandemic spurs more people to try to what want to be fit or they have more time perhaps i'm not sure you know that's our hope you know i think um there's so many data points and facts or non-facts about covid and things like that but i I don't think you can argue the fact that uh being healthy helps fight off the virus if you catch it right so you've got a better chance of not getting sick not being hospitalized not uh, not have anything worse happen if you're in good health and um i think we have seen some people come in understanding that maybe they went through a tough bout because of covid and I don't want to go through that again. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's um, – I don't know that it's really spurred memberships. I think I think there are a lot of people that still aren't comfortable coming back to a gym environment. Um, I do think people coming into our, our studio, you know, we're, we're a boutique studio, so we're not a large environment. So uh, I think they're comfortable knowing that it's easy to clean. Um, we, we have classes all day, so it's not come and go. There's no open gym time, so between classes we have time to clean and things like that. So I think that does add some comfort level for people who are still concerned about those types of things. Yeah, and I know Tamara, you know, um, being a, a husband and wife is hard enough, but to, but having but co-owning a business adds a whole other layer to it. So uh, so I guess the important question is because I know how it is in my house. Who's in charge? Oh, in the, <laughs> in the business is Matt Garner. I, <laughs> uh, I, I actually was already going to Sill Society before we, we bought oh, it. Oh, okay. I was already a member there. Um, I You could do, get some inside information, right? I, I just, I really, really loved it. When yeah. when he said, you know, Charlie presented that to him, um, I I was like, I, I love Sill Society. You know, I felt happy there. I felt loved there. Um, I was always welcome. Somebody was telling me what to do. Um, sometimes they would yell at me when I needed a little motivation, not in a bad way. Um, but I was getting in weights and cardio in one hour. I mean, I, we have two kids, um, and I was getting out of there, and I, I felt alive when I left there, you know. So I already loved the place when he said that. I was like, oh, yeah. So honestly, um, Matt does all the business at Society. Um, he's in charge there. I just go there to have fun and work out. <laughs> I have a lot of friends there. I, I love to be there. I, I wish I could be there more, actually. And I am um, when I have breaks from school. Yeah. Um, I, I love to be there. I love the place, and I love the people. So it, and, it's easy. And I know you guys both grew up playing sports in East Alabama growing up, and now you have two uh, two sons, right, that, that are involved in sports as well. So, so as a mom, as a wife – um, how important is that to you to kind of have that legacy of, I mean, you know, not, not that you have to win championships all the time, that kind of thing, but to have where you guys grew up playing sports, now your sons are, and have that be kind of a shared experience as a family. Well, I think I really, through sports, um, I think we really just want our kids to learn character and, and health. That, that it's important, those two things are important. And I think that kids learn that through through sports, whether they're playing or not, um, being coached by different people, being on different sports teams, learning how to um, work together with, with other people in that environment. I just really want my boys to um, grow in character and learn to love to take care of their self, mind, body, and soul. Um, so when, you know, Matt, we 
bought the gym, it's just such a great thing for our family too, because we really all enjoy, we enjoy working out. We enjoy fitness. I mean, we own a gym and we also have gym equipment at our house. (laughs) Um, So, and I want to instill in a healthy way that for my children too. Um, so that they can see the benefits of that and whether they see the benefits of that through their sports activities right now or as an adult and already knowing how to eat right and um, take care of themselves, then it's just kind of a win-win. Yeah, and yeah. I know both of you guys are coaches on the high school level and, and Matt, when you take off the, the business hat, the the uh, you know I'm, I own a gym hat, and you put on the hat of coach for what baseball, basketball, and football, right? Yeah. And this is is this at Glenwood in uh, in in East Alabama. <clears throat> so I mean, is that are you uh, are you a, a tough coach or are you a softy or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, which years? Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I was depends on which sport, maybe. No, I, I think I've no. definitely in the past been a tough coach. Okay. Um. And not necessarily always in a good way. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I probably ruined baseball in general for our oldest when he was really young. Um, but, but we've both matured. And I think now, you know, I look at coaching. Um, I, I've always wanted to coach. You know, I, I look back on athletics, and, and the thing that stands out to me are just relationships. Um, you know, my, my lifelong friends – those relationships were developed on a baseball field or a basketball court or a football field. And, um, you know, people who have been, you know, had tremendous impacts on my life are coaches. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to get to coach with at Glenwood now, you know, my old high school and baseball and football coach and, and Ron Nelson and, and now his son there. And, and, and it's, it's just, uh, I want our kids to know and, and really all the kids that we coach that, you know, you, you can't take these things too seriously. I think we've we've over-legitimized sports, uh, especially adults, that we want our kids to be specialists at them, and, and it's a career path for them from an early age. And we we can really work them to death. We can we can lessen the game to death out of them. We, we can take away their joy. Um, and I was guilty of that when, when my oldest son was young. And, and so now I really just want to, you know, uh, I see coaching as an opportunity to just have a positive impact on young people, uh, yeah. whether it's middle school, JV, or varsity-level kids, uh, boys or girls, whatever it may be, whatever the sport is, it's about relationships now. You want to teach them the game. You want to teach them character and culture development and, and the importance of being a good teammate and leadership opportunities. But you want to love on those kids too because they're not always getting it. And um and you never know what you may be able to say or do to them that, that can have a really good impact or it could work the wrong way, too. So Yeah, it's, it's definitely a ministry in some ways. And I, I, like you, you know, I my son is, you know, cross-country and track. And I, um, you know, sometimes as dad, I tried to be coach, too. And I learned that that was a mistake. Uh, you're kind of putting your foot on the gas. And you have to learn as a, as a parent sometimes taking your foot off and letting go and letting them discover it for themselves and um, and listen to their real coaches. That's kind of a – it's better better off that way, you know. Yeah, and, and it is, and, and I think uh, it, it – I, I would be lying if I said I didn't want to continue coaching because it gives me an opportunity to continue to be around my children. Sure. Um, but uh, I really work hard to not coach them any differently than I do the next kid, and um, at the end of the day – um, 
we want them to just take the gifts that God's given them and, and, and play in a way that pleases him. Uh, but, but it's really more about, you know, learning life lessons. Now, I want to win. <laughs> exactly. If we're yeah. going to keep scoring something, I want to win, and we're going to do our best to do that, but, but we're going to try to do it with character and uh, compassion and, and all the right things, too. Yeah, maybe Coach Nick Saban will give you a call sometime you know, for, for the future. I know you're a Bama fan, so if he needs like an, a, a strength coach assistant or something. He has or, a lot of turnover every year, so who knows? You never know, right? Yeah, exactly. And Tamara, I know you uh, used to coach uh, cheerleading, is I that did. right? And now you're coaching cross country and track. And so, I mean, that transition, I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, different sports, obviously. So um, what made you want to do that in terms of, I mean, I, you, you are a runner yourself, right? So we're in the minority here yeah, right. we're, we love running we're and, crazy and matt not so much <laughs> no. he, he, he he's he, running his punishment yes right? so they i have sh- i see shirts that say like my sport is your sports punishment, punishment yeah yeah so. <laughs> well i don't um when i say that i mean god has really worked in our life in the past three years it, it is not us i was not looking to coach honestly again um, I went to Glenwood three years ago because um, if I was going to continue to teach, um, I wanted to be able to love on the children that I had birthed and other children. I love teenagers, <laughs> actually. So I'm in a minority in a lot of different wow, ways. I yeah. love teenagers and I love to run. We're pray for you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I will accept those prayers. Um, <laughs> I um, went to Glenwood just to be able to be with my children. Um, our oldest was about to start eighth grade. And our youngest was in fifth grade, and I knew that those were about to be, like, vital years Mm -hmm. and that they were going to need me. And um, so I went there, and I was not expecting to coach and was not asked to coach, and I didn't my first year there. I I took a year off from a whole lot of things in my life um, and and really drew closer to the Lord in those times um, and at that school with, with a lot of the teachers there, their Christian influence was amazing in my life. And then um, Glenwood didn't have a cross-country team, and I was just running during my planning period in the in the um, parking lot, just circles in the parking lot, just to get my exercise <laughs> in. Crazy I know, right? Running in the parking lot. You know, I got I got forty five minutes in a day, and my boys are busy, and we were busy. I was like, I just would take my clothes and change my clothes and do it during my planning period, and. Um, so they wanted to start a cross-country team and asked if I would be willing to start that at Glenwood. And I was like, I mean, sure, I love to run. You know, that's all I really know about running. I had done some training at, at Northside when I worked there with the cross-country team, too, on my days off. And I've ran a few half marathons myself. I enjoy running as a form of mom therapy, you know, just <laughs> kind of a release for myself. Um, I'm not trying to run fast. You know, I'm just trying to get something in. But my, um, I've, I've just fallen in love with cross country and track. And really for the simple fact that my only coaching advice for the kids is to, you know, Try to run fast and don't be last. I, you know, like you, you just get out there and you run the race before you. And it doesn't matter if they're first or even if they're last. The first season I had some kids that were last. They were so proud of themselves when they finish, when they crossed that finish line. And I mean, we had tears at some of some of the meets because some of the kids that signed up for cross country, they're like, I cannot run more than one lap around the parking lot. I'm like, yes, you can. You know, you can do it. And when they do it and they accomplish that, they are just 
it just lifts you up to see them so excited about their accomplishment. Um, so that's really what I am really enjoying about cross country and track versus um, cheerleading, you know, is that most everybody gets to participate and most everybody accomplishes something by finishing the race. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's great. Yeah. So, you know, so Matt's not going to run any of these uh, half marathons with you, I don't think. No, no, no. He'll come support <laughs> me. I will cheer. And he'll, <laughs> he, oh, there you go. You're the cheerleader. There you <laughs> he go. He also <laughs> has driven the bus for me to um, cro- a cross country meet. Good. Um, so he's super supportive in that way. Um, but no, he doesn't want to run with us. No. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, teach their own, right? Yeah. Right. And um, I know, Matt, uh, speaking of teach their own, you know, you, um, you know, you guys both have your journeys to kind of to where you are today in terms of society fitness. Uh, but you were in uh, the business sector, retail and, and uh, cellular and, and, um, uh, and equity for you know many years, and then transitioning from that the business and retail to the fitness industry. I mean, what's what was the what prompted that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't. You know, we had Jesus. Um, we had uh, not money. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was an interesting uh, path for sure. I, I worked for a long time in the wireless industry and and on the. Um, corporate side and then on a private side as well in a small business. Um, and then we had a business purchased by a large private equity firm and, and had the opportunity to work in private equity for a little while. And we actually moved. Uh, we'd been here our entire lives. We moved to St. Louis, Missouri for a year. Wow. Um, and through some investment opportunities, had the opportunity to come back to this area um, and really just had an opportunity to kind of to take a step back and and say you know what do I really want to do now and um you know I, I had always worked to earn a wage to support my family and and that was just what you did right you had a job and and you made money and you tried to save and um I've learned through this you know th- the one passion we did have um was fitness and um you know, I mean, it really was Jesus and, and leading us to this opportunity to, to make this a career and to, to, you know, and we've got our hands in a few different things, but now they're all related to the fitness industry. And um, so while I'm not sure how we got here, I know <laughs> that we're here now and uh, I don't really work. Um, you know, the bad days at Society or in our other fitness ventures are not bad days. Um, and, and I spent a lot of years on the road, a lot of years traveling away from my family. And the fact that Tamara and I get to do this together and our kids can be involved to some degree. Um, it's, it's a dream come true really, because, uh, not that we're trying to make up for lost time, but, um, you know, we're a tight knit family. We spend most of our time together and, and now we even work together. Um, so, uh, it, it's really remarkable how the Lord's brought us here. Yeah, I mean, it's because, like, you know, like, these are formative years for your kids, a seventh grader and then a sophomore in high school. So to, to be able to kind of spend that quality time with them, uh, because, I mean, once they're off to college and beyond, it's like, okay, we may not see them much after that, right? Yeah. Well, you got to instill in them what, what you, you know, want them to remember. And, you know, the Bible says that. And, and I just feel like that. You know, God did a lot of things for us and not to us in the past few years. They might have felt like in the moment that they were to us. But um, looking back now, he um, 
you know, sent me to Glenwood. He gave Matt the opportunity to work in fitness business. And now we have society and we get to be together. And on my days off from, from teaching from, from school, I want to be at soul society. Like I want to go there and, and work there. It's just such a blessing to be a blessing to others through whether it's coaching or teaching or even at the gym. Um, I just really love to love on people because everybody's going through something. And um, I think, I think people need that, especially in the world today, for sure. Yeah. So I'm so thankful for the opportunities that we get to, to be able to do that. And speaking of that and loving on people and how that kind of impacts folks, you know, Matt, as we working at the, in the gym, I'm sure, you know, how rewarding is it to see success stories? And even in the, in the last year to see people that have made transformations or mentally or physically, right? Yeah. We, we do a recognition on class clubs. So when someone reaches a milestone number for how many classes they've attended, we recognize them. And, uh, you know, we have multiple, members achieving those things every week so we're always in a recognition a recognition mode but the reality is we cheer people on when they walk through the door Mm -hmm. you know because that's the hardest part you know we, we began this conversation talking about motivation and we like to tell people that really if you just walk through the door you're gonna get a great workout now you might not be able to work to the same capacity you did yesterday or the week before but you're gonna get a great workout uh, and you're going to be in an environment where you're empowered, you're encouraged, you're supported, you're loved on, you're in a safe place. Um, so it, it, it is, um, you know, it's just a joy. We're in a small area there. And so when people walk through the front door, they're generally greeted by three or four people and other people waiting to, like, to w- start w- welcome, a class. Welcome to Moe's. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hey. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we understand how difficult it can be to come in there for the first time, but it's hard to show up for the 500th time too. Um, because who knows what your day has held, you know, how difficult your days have been, what you, what you're going through personally with, you know, faith or family finances, whatever it may be, we're all struggling with something. And, um, you know, walking through that door each and every day is, is an accomplishment. Yeah. And speaking of that, Tamara, you know, uh, what, what would you say to folks that say you maybe, you know, cause this is all shapes and sizes, all races and everybody, you know, uh, is welcome. The door is open. But what do you what do you say to folks that maybe say, "Listen, I'm just I'm too far gone." Right. And maybe people are like that spiritually too. That I'm too far gone. I can't go to God. But also, they, you know, they think of themselves physically. Maybe you know they're you know um, uh, obese or whatever you want to you know call it. And where um, they've been through some abuse or something else that has caused them to just think negatively about their body. So how do you, you know, overcome that and, and make that step into the gym? Well, I, I just um, would always encourage, and, and I think one of the biggest blessings for me at Society is I have gotten to see, like, so many old students come there and, you know, they didn't like, they used to say they didn't like to exercise. And now they're exercising on their own and they're making um, healthy choices for their life. But I would just encourage them to just walk in the door. Um, if you come and walk in our door, you, there is love in, in that place. I, I tell my students all the time, you might not like the subjects that I teach. You, you no, Nobody really likes chemistry and physics. It's okay. Um, but the chemistry and the physics gets you in my door and gets you within my four walls so that I can talk to you and love on you and tell you who Jesus is and share with you what he's done in our lives and 
that is a blessing. And we will do that for you at Soul Society. I, I like the name Soul Society because it has soul in it. And um, I think that you should be working on your soul just as much as your fitness. And um, I, I like that about the name of it because I would like to encourage people to find that healthy balance of doing a good job at both. Yeah. And not one or the other. Yeah, it's well said, and we appreciate you guys, uh, all that you're doing to help folks out on a, a daily, weekly basis, like and like with not only with the physical, but the spiritual aspects. I know you guys are passionate about both, and like we talk about here on weekly basis here on the Run the Race uh, podcast. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys in the future, and uh, thank you so much for coming in. I'll let you get back to class and gym and wherever else. So uh, thank, thank you, you so guys much so much. Us. Appreciate Thanks, it, Jason. Jason. We appreciate you. And, you know, they both have a lot of energy. I'm so glad I, I could, you know, have them on as their very first podcast. And they were excited about that. They, hopefully, you know, this sounds like this was an answer to prayer for them. And they say they love having a place, a gym that people can come and work out where they feel loved and encouraged. They want exercise to be a part of everyone's weekly routine. But then, you know, they say to their members, they want a, them to better themselves physically, mentally, and spiritually. All three things, things we talk about here on the Run the Race podcast. And uh, also going to talk about uh, some uh, some music and some uh, wisdom from the Bible as well. As promised, a little, uh, little rap from yours truly. You know, I, I found this song maybe in a kind of unique way. You you know, you know, when you're on social media, Facebook kind of has an algorithm where uh, things that you're interested in, and it'll pop up pages of people, celebrities, artists, or organizations that maybe you don't follow, but uh, they say, well, maybe it fits with what that person's interested in. Well, um, there was an acoustic song by an artist I'd never heard of before, Andy Minio. And uh, so I come to find out he is a Christian hip-hop artist, but he's more mainstream than maybe the typical, you know, Christian contemporary artist. And uh, this was an acoustic version of one of his songs uh, with just him with a microphone and a guy behind him, Joseph Solomon, uh, contributing to the song with a guitar and singing a little bit as well. Uh, So there's a little singing, a little rapping. And, uh, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit after about Andy Minio rapping about Christ and kind of a quick version of what, what that means to him in terms of the labels. that. But here's, uh, here's my version of something that's been stuck in my head, which is what we call this segment, stuck in my head really for a few weeks now. I've shared this, uh, you know, this song. It's like, man, it's so catchy and so cool. I love it, the acoustic version, better than the produced version, which is on his Neverland 2 album that came out last fall. So here it is, uh, my version of Not Gonna Do, uh, that will maybe get stuck in your head as well. I will not apologize for being who I am. Throwing shade on me, say a lot about you. I will not apologize because you feel some type of way. That's a no can do, no that's on you. Yeah, here's what we're not going to do. Move to L.A., then dye my hair blue. Fire up the live, eat a stick of glue. Y'all be doing anything to get a million views. Here's what we're not going to do. Write God first in my profile. Then live my whole life like Satan's child. If anybody says something, now they're hating. Wow. 
Here's what we're not going to do. Spend our rent money on brand new J's. Go and take a loan from the SBA just to take a trip down to Miami-Dade. Like Wade, hold up. Wonder if they're ever going to change. Grow up. Put a gold record in a frame. So what? Security guards at the game know us. There you go. There's uh, my best version of, of rap there. And uh, Andy Minio, uh, according to an article on uh, Narratively, he says, uh, you know, uh, that, you know, he, he's, he, you know, he's not known as your typical rapper uh, because he is a devout Christian. But he doesn't really like the label Christian rapper. He says he's trying to reach people who are not Christians and encourage those who are. That's a statement from him. He says the label is also limiting because it kind of that Christian rap quote is a, is a, come from a bygone era of music. It sounds kind of dated and crusty and, and people have written it off. And so um, he just he just wants to be you know rapper. He he'd rather people see him as an artist who happens to be a Christian. And so this is not maybe the worship music you would expect when you hear Christian. And um, the worship music is amazing, but um, this is not something maybe you're going to hear in churches. But it's an expression of how he lives life as a Christian, which is really something missing from hip-hop these days, missing from people's playlists on Spotify or whatever else, along with, of course, you know, the latest Run the Race episode uh, that you can find on Spotify as well. So maybe, uh, you know, Andy Minio, uh, if, you, if you need somebody else to collaborate with, you got Jason Dennis right here. Anytime you want, um, I'll, I'll, I'll lend my, my skills uh, or lack thereof to it. Uh, and uh, in our final segment, Parting Gift uh, from the Bible, you know, we had... Um, Matt and Tamara on. They're both coaches uh, in various sports in high school. Work very hard at that, loving on those kids. Um, so in the Bible, uh, in Proverbs 22.6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he's old, and he will not depart from it. So, you know, what coaches do, they teach kids, especially when they're, when they're younger and, and uh, you know, become teenagers in high school and even beyond, the coaches are teaching them about life, about how to be, you know, a great young men and women, not just great athletes, football players, runners, whatever else. Um, so they're training up a child in the way should go. And that's done by, by you know, teachers, coaches, parents, um, loved ones, you know, coworkers, friends. So, you know, you train up that child. And uh, he won't depart from it. So, you know, you lay that foundation for your kids. And it's scary because I know, you know, for their kids, as they get older and kind of leave off for college, you just have to let go and let God and know that you did the best job you could, hopefully, as a mom or a dad. Closing us now in prayer. Dear Jesus, uh, just thank you for the opportunity to talk about um, just being physically fit, spiritually fit, and, and just focusing on you in, in every aspect of our lives, whether we're going to work out or going to work or at home or with our family or with our friends, that we make the wise decisions that you want us to make and uh, the things that we're not going to do and things that we're going to do based on the Bible and what 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 the way you would would lead us and uh, just prayer for uh, my marathon coming up uh, this weekend in Alabama for safe travels and for a good race that I run it uh, every every mile for you and uh, for uh, for your glory and uh, Lord just uh, thank you for this opportunity to talk on this podcast that people will hear and uh, be inspired uh, not not by me but by by you your name we pray Amen. All right, thank you so much again for uh, for choosing the Run the Race podcast. Share it with your friends. Hashtag Run the Race. We'd love for more and more people to listen 
and I've had some great episodes recently and going to have some uh, some running stuff to talk about in the next uh, week or so. And, um, you know, really had some some great guests on the last few weeks. Uh, so if you missed any, go back and uh, listen to those. And uh, we'll continue to, uh, you know, get on this uh, this ride that 2022 has brought us on. Hopefully it's going to be a much better year. So until next time, peace. <laughs>